We're going to return to the Vatican story, which has really shook the ground around the world, inside the Catholic Church, and for those who have been watching the story of sexual abuse, decades and decades and decades. And many of the cases that were discussed in the grand jury report that set off a bomb last week in Pennsylvania. Many of them are, are so old that the priests that are involved are no longer alive, but it is still having a massive effect on the church and the branding of the church. You know, the Pope is in Ireland. He knew that he was going to be asked about sexual abuse there, but now he's being asked about it in a different way. It has also sparked a lot of conversations. Dr. Deborah So has written a piece and the Globe and Mail talking about the neurological point of pedophilia. So people are starting to weigh in on maybe some of the actions of the priests and what we can do about it. Because everybody's asking, you know, what is the Pope going to do? How do you how do you create consequences for these crimes? And maybe we just have to open up a whole bunch of discussions. That's exactly what we're going to do right here. Joining me is registered psychologist. Oren Amate, who is with DocAmate.com. Oren, welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you. It's really opened up a lot of discussion, Oren, and should we go there? I mean, there are some, and, and this has already started to happen before this, looking at the causes of pedophilia, and, and perhaps if it is a disorder, do you allow a place for people to go and get help before they act out. Is this a good place, in your opinion, for this discussion to go? I think it's imperative because um, it's not going away. A certain percentage of the population uh, you know, are pedophiles. Uh, I've spoken with one of the leading experts in the field, Dr. James Cantor, and I'm sure Dr. So spoke with him as well, or has spoken with him, I know she has. And, you know, he's done a lot of research on this. And, you know, it's as distasteful as it is, as, as, so, as many people who have been, you know, have had their lives just, you know, just changed or destroyed due to being sexually assaulted as children. The fact is there are different types of child sex offenders, and we need to understand the different types. We need to be able to find out the best way to make sure that if we cannot cure this condition, at least make sure that they're less likely, if not you know, completely um, uh, you know, opposed to offending. All right, let me ask you, is it, as I like to say, a settled science, I take it from climate change and put it here, is it a settled science that that this is a neurological disorder, and how would it be different than talking about a sexual psychopath? If somebody, that's a, a disorder as well, and we, you know, do we, we don't give leniency here. Where should the discussion move? Okay, so I wouldn't say it's settled science. I think those who are able to rise above their personal feelings and look at the evidence do agree that it most likely is neurological, it does seem to develop um, like other sexual orientations. And so I do believe from the research I've seen that, uh, you know, that we can look at it in that regard, but that doesn't mean understanding it does not mean condoning it. Mm -hmm. So I say this in my classes. I say um, if someone is cursed, if they're born cursed with this condition, I have all the sympathy, compassion, and empathy for them uh, if 
if they do not act on their urges. And that's when things change, because I have mm-hmm. communicated with a number of pedophiles who try to convince me that I'm the, the, the wrong one for telling them that it is not right having sex with a young child. And there's, of course, different types of pedophilia. So are we talking about a, you know, a pre-pubet, uh, prepubescent attraction? Are we talking about early teens? Are we talking about late teens? There's different types. Um, so anyone, though, who offends against someone who is too young to make an informed choice, someone who cannot see that they are inflicting pain and trauma upon a young, mostly helpless, if not completely helpless child, is, in my mind, a psychopath. It is, and it gets, it gets into these disorders and what people should be held legally accountable for. You know, I, I want to ask you, is that something, there's a, there's a fear here that there will be a normalization of that. Is that, is that a valid fear? Uh, yes and no. Um, the people who uh, you know promulgate that type of thinking mm-hmm. believe that it's far more prevalent. Uh, this, this move for normalizing is far more pre- prevalent than it really is. It's not. However, there are people who are trying to push for that. And when they, when they see, you know, what a tiny minority of voices, of vocal voices can do, such as when we talk about transgender issues, and I'm not equating the two. I'm just saying that's an example where a tiny, tiny proportion of a tiny proportion of the population is able to effect such change. I think people have a right to consider you know, or to be concerned about where is this going. But I'm going to be very clear here. I have, you know, not seen any widespread movement mm-hmm. to try to make, you know, to normalize this. But there was a politician in the UK in the 80s who did try to normalize it and tried to normalize incest as well. All right. And now there's also within the Vatican talk about priests and being able to to get married. I mean, within the Vatican here, there is some people who wonder, are there people who, we're going to call it an affliction, a disorder, if you have an urge and are attracted to children, sometimes you take jobs where you're connected to them. Is that part of the story? It does seem like that. We know that in uh, numerous organizations, whether it's the church, Boy Scouts, or other areas, that people who do have this attraction do find employment. And I don't think it's by coincidence. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they find uh, these positions that would give them, you know, unfettered access sometimes uh, to, to children. Um, and often these are positions of trust and, and authority. So we need to be vigilant against them. And we also have to be um, even-minded. We can't say, okay, we have to assume everybody who works with mm-hmm. children is a pedophile or a child sex offender. And if I can just quickly add that mm-hmm. those are two very different conditions um, that many people who do offend against a child are not pedophiles. So what do do you mean then? Okay, so there are different types of pedophiles. Some have a pure pure attraction to only children. Mm-hmm. Um, others have an attraction to both children and adults. But a child sex offender could be attracted sexually only to adults, yet still offend against children for different reasons. Whether, for example, one night they get drunk and mm-hmm. they, they act out on you know one of their child's uh, friends, and you know they completely regret it, and they go to jail once, and they are never doing that again because that's not in their nature. Mm-hmm. They made the worst decision ever possible um you know and for others it's purely out of power out of a sick psychopathic need to dominate and hurt people so they are different phenomena even though some pedophiles are child sex offenders 
some child sex offenders are pedophiles. And the pedophiles that we need to help are the ones who recognize that what they have, is, this condition, is wrong and that they do everything in their power not to offend. And those are the people that we are not helping enough. Orin Amate, thank you for joining us. You know, a sensitive approach to this as we want to do here because it's really opened up a whole area within the church and then for the rest of society to talk about what should happen here. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for providing this type of opportunity to have a well-balanced and thoughtful discussion. So I really appreciate it. All right. You have a great evening. Oren Amate is a registered psychologist, docamate.com. Arlene Bonin in for Alex Pearson, Global News Radio.